This is Dai Zenshui X the Podcast, episode 184, for the week of July 26th, 2009. Welcome to Dies in GBX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing two or three fan sites. Contentai, I'll go first. And come on, Dies in GBX and the fanboy review. There we go. I'm glad Ooh, someone's. What? I don't get a here. site either. Um, and my site is back up. So fair, true. And and, and temple of trunks. trunks. There we go. <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. As you can hear, we have four folks on the show right now. This is a special episode. It's one of those special episodes from the '80s where someone has a drug problem. <laughs> we have a little is it me? Yes, Mary, it's you. You have a problem. This is an intervention. Isn't it? The problem is that you don't spend enough money on Dragon Ball stuff. It's a very special episode of Daisenshu EX. That's right. It's one that Mike didn't even plan for. <laughs> no. It's one of those ones that gets thrown in <laughs> and completely throws off your entire schedule for the month. There have been a couple times we've tried to do a Yamcha analysis, character analysis, character arc. It's been such a long time. I think we did Gohan on 40, and then maybe a Tapion one. And I've been threatening that if Yamcha keeps getting thrown off, I'm just going to do an Apul one and be done with it. So I was maybe thinking about doing that Yamcha episode, and Funimation throws us a curveball here. I can do Yamcha for you in 20 seconds. Um, alright, I'm pulling up Stopwatch. <laughs> you have 20 seconds, go. He's a thief looking for a girl, he has a girl, doesn't have a girl, has a girl, playing baseball, has a girl, doesn't have a girl, watching his girl with someone else. That was 8 seconds. Wow, even better than I thought. Alright, perfect. <laughs> Please don't keep going. No, we're, we're done. We are talking about Funimation and their Dragon Box announcement. We are foregoing all the regular stuff this episode. No news, because it is the news. We're uh, getting rid of all your emails, all the releases, all that good stuff. We don't know. We don't care. We're talking about Funimation and Dragon Ball releases. Let me go around and introduce the crowd. Over here in studio to my right, that's Mary. Hiya. Temple of Trunks be back. That's right. And dude, where's my plug? Because I don't get site visitors anymore, so I kind of rely on you. I feed off of you. Where are you, where like are you a looking sick for a plug? parasite? I want to plug to my site, man, on your on, site. Because you're the one that I, gets the hits. I put it up the day your site went back up. No. I sure did. Okay, I don't go to your sign enough. <laughs> Great. You're complaining about visits, and then you don't visit mine. I know, I, I suck. All right, Mary, Temple of Trunks, hey. Hey. From Konzentai, we've got Heather, otherwise known in the internet world as Hugio. What's up, dude? Well, I'm nowadays going by Heathgio. I've just stuck to it. <laughs> I so. like it. I like it. Every time I go in the chat, that's how I get greeted now, so. <laughs> it's stuck. I'm glad to have come up with something so interesting. And then finally, our podcast media file host from the Fanboy Review, we have Mark. What's up, yo? Nothing but going over numbers for these dragon boxes. <laughs> I can't wait till this section. My mind will be blown. Oh, you have no idea. Ugh. All right, let's just get right into it. We're going to be talking about this uh, Funimation announcement in the Dragon Box. Uh, we're not doing Song of the Week, any of that good stuff. I do want to note something. I reached out to Funimation and said, hey, this is a really big announcement. We are excited about this. Would you like to come on the show to talk about it? We're super excited. We are super. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> 
Uh, as you can see and tell, they are not here this week. In the near future, someone from Funimation will be joining us on the podcast to talk about uh, the Dragon Box. It's still so early. Uh, they need a little more time. I'm happy to give it to them. This is going to be a history lesson and uh, crazy speculation from the four of us here. So let me give you a recap of how this went down. At Otakon, which was last week, Mary, you and I were down in Baltimore. We attended the industry panel for Funimation, who is the rights holder to Dragon Ball in North America, various other places by extra licenses, that kind of stuff. Uh, they went through the panel, blah, 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 talking about current releases, things that are going on. Then they get to the end where they announce new things. Now, the first thing they put up was just a uh, slide of Super Saiyajin Gohan with special announcement on it. Like, okay, they're starting off the section. Maybe they'll do a Dragon Ball announcement. I don't know. They had already, at this point, reiterated the Dragon Ball Season 1 release, that kind of stuff. But something Dragon Ball was coming. And what they announced, much to our surprise, complete shock, was a domestic release of the Dragon Boxes from Japan. Uh, there was some loud screams. It wasn't extremely overwhelming. You could tell where the pockets of knowledgeable and really excited fans were. For us, it was you and I in the very back of the room. Yeah. There were a couple in the front as well. I mean, I lost my shit. My heart skipped a beat. Like, I was totally not even expecting this. I was totally expecting a front-on shot of Goku saying, Hey, guys, in a shemmel voice, and it was going to be the uh, jump special. Not what it was. It was a Dragon Box trailer narrated in character by Chris Sabat (laughs) as Vegeta. I actually... (laughs) I have to tell you, before I realized that it was the Dragon Boxes... Did you think the same thing I thought that they licensed a bridge. I thought it was a bridge. Because I, I couldn't tell the difference between Chris Savitt and... Uh, Lenny Vittor. Like, yeah, Lenny Vittor, so... <laughs> Julian said the same thing on Twitter. I was with him. That very first frame, I couldn't tell what the voice was. And the footage was the Saiyajin arc. I'm like, are they going to put out a bridge? Like, maybe just an online streaming from the Funimation site or whatever. That's what I thought it was. And just the, the tone of the trailer seemed very strange because it was it was very upbeat yeah it was very upbeat um so that's what it was and that's what we're here to talk about there's a lot of confusion from fans out there rightfully so uh about what it is that funimation's putting out how this compares to japanese releases how it compares to prior funimation releases so heath i know you wrote up a really nice article that kind of details uh, the history of dragon ball releases on home format in america so why don't we quickly go through what some of these things were. I mean, the first thing was edited VHS, which later came out to DVD. But give me a rundown right. of what this first release was. The very first release? The very first release. Okay. So, Funimation acquired the rights to dub Dragon Ball, uh, original Dragon Ball, but that kind of fell through, so they ended up doing Dragon Ball Z. That seemed to catch on a lot more, so they dubbed... 53 episodes, which were comprised of the original 67 episodes on the Japanese side. So a lot of material got cut, and this was really the first real release that we saw in North America from Funimation. So from there, they released edited VHS tapes. Eventually, they came out with some DVDs, and they ended up partnering with Pioneer Home Entertainment to release all of these, and eventually, they hooked up with... Cartoon Network on Toonami. And that's where everything really kind of took off. And we started to see DVD releases that were uncut, and we also had DVD releases that were edited. So you could, you know, for the parents out there, you could buy either one, I guess. Right. And the edited versions were the ones that aired on Cartoon Network. But if you wanted to buy the uncut version, it was there. 
And soon enough, they actually started doing bilingual releases so that fans like myself that wanted the Japanese version, you could have it. Right. So we've moved from, you know, DBZ starts its dubbing on TV in 96. The first home releases come out in 97. 99, season three begins on Cartoon Network, and the home releases begin uh, earlier that summer. That's the edited and uncut VHS. And then I believe it's 2000 when the first discs come out. I believe it went right. to two Ginyu discs, and then I think the two Trunks discs. Those were the first uh, uncut cut hybrid DVDs with an yeah, like, uncut version. Like I mentioned, they, they kind of started releasing them out of order. Right. And, and you can notice that the Ginyu discs uh, don't look anything like what they started to use as just a general format for right. their releases. Yeah. And those were really like their trial discs. I remember getting those and they had so many issues and <laughs> you could just tell that, you know, someone that didn't quite know what they were doing, but they were working on it. And I mean, they ended up figuring it out, but that's kind of what you expect from Funimation in the beginning. I mean, that's how they started out is, Hey, we're going to build this from the ground up. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're working on it. <laughs> that's right. Which is part of the problem that Dragon Ball had to begin with was this was pretty much one of their first animes that they had ever done. So they didn't really quite know what was going on. They were, really learning as they went so you know not i i don't want to point all the blame at funimation because it was really a learning process at the beginning now from when they started in the mid 90s to where we were in say like 2002 that's when it really got to the point you guys should really know what you're doing this <laughs> isn't good stuff <laughs> right. so i i i don't pass blame on the the beginning years now we're actually up to this whole time period is about five to six years. The last of these individual DVDs came out sometime in 2005. They were really so out of order. For example, the Cell Games didn't come out. This is a, a really interesting case where the first of these Cell Games came out in 2002. Then they took a break and then 04. It came out in, in a box set. Right, even. right. Like they released the very first disc and then it came in a box set. Which you didn't finish until 2005. And then they, what, they skipped over the great Saiyaman arc? Yep, yep. See, this is something that we've had to deal with from Funimation was completely out-of-order releases. Like we said, those first couple discs, we went from Ginyu to Trunks, and they just jumped all over the place. And as a side note, when they went back to do the original Dragon Ball TV series, the same thing happened, where some of the first stuff they put out was actually the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai, which is the end of the series. <laughs> and then they kind of went back and filled in some holes. So we're, we're kind of done with the single releases here. This was Funimation completing the rest of the series after moving on from Saban and uh, the syndication stuff. We have Cartoon Network. That whole thing is all being put out. Individual DVDs, typically three to four episodes a pop. Uh, manufacturer price of, I think, like 30 bucks, running anywhere from, you know, 15 to 20 to 25, depending on where you're going to buy them. So we complete this whole run. It's about 2005 by now. In the meantime, in 2003, uh, I know you were talking about Pioneer, who uh, later became Genion. They were the ones who now own this license to release the first two seasons. Well, that expired and it reverted back to Funimation. Or maybe they repurchased it. We don't really know what the situation was. We assume it's a reverting. I'm pretty sure that one was reverting. Uh, that makes the most sense. So Funimation went back and redubbed the first two seasons, now with a new voice cast, because we've moved on from Ocean to their own in-house Texas cast. That aired on Cartoon Network, but they also wanted to release that on home DVD, which would allow them to do uh, another dual-language release, a proper home release of the first two seasons uncut. So tell me a little bit about the Ultimate Uncut Edition and its drama. Well, 
skip over something for just a second. Okay. When the, all the DVD singles came out, yeah. we only had 276 episodes. Oh, good point to make, yep. And they literally used that numbering system from the original 291. Right. So one big issue right off the bat was when they started redubbing for the Ultimate Uncut editions, they went back to using episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4. And by the time they got to, what, they get up to like 35 or so? Right. And which was the Saiyajin arc. And the numbers didn't match up at all with their original release, which is one issue that some people had. So people started buying these and like hot cake. I mean, it was going crazy. People were so excited that these were coming out. And they got through their first uh, Vegeta Saga 1, I right. believe it was called. Yeah, that was 21 episodes in that first Vegeta Saga 1. And they had just started Vegeta Saga 2. They released a box set and the first two DVDs. Correct. And they had actually posted the third DVD for that box set they, they put the box art up. You could find it all over the internet. Uh, Amazon had listings for it. I think Right Stuff had listings for it. Their own site, uh, Z Store, actually had listings for the next two and cover art for the next two. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, overnight, it just kind of vanished. Right. Now we're up to May, t- May 2006. Nothing anymore. Yes. No one knew what was going on. Funimation wasn't saying anything, and secretly, behind closed doors, they had decided to completely cancel releasing the uncut editions. And then all the literal shit hit the fan when they announced, we are doing season box sets. Right, this began in February 2007, so less than a year later from when they've canceled this Ultimate Uncut Edition, we have a new release of the series. I think it was episode 67 of the show, I don't remember maybe it was 68 which is horribly ironic in the numbering system (laughs) the way it ties up with seasons one and two yeah but it it was a really big episode for us because that's when we reviewed this box set and uh longtime listeners longtime visitors longtime fans of the site and podcast uh know how we feel about this so we're not going to dwell too much on it right now but February 2007 through literally just two months ago, that was the season box set, the Orange Bricks, the remastered edition from Funimation. They did nine seasons. And we should note that those seasons don't actually match up with the seasons that they had on television. Right, not even their own seasons. They're literally made-up season numbers. Yes. <laughs> so... That's that is one problem that I've kind of had with well besides others, but <laughs> we we won't get into those. We'll move on. Right. So I think it's important to note about these sets that uh, they sold maybe slightly well. I mean, I'm looking at an article now. Dragon Ball Z season one, the number one anime seller year to date. That was for two th- the fiscal year 2007, I think it was the number one seller of the year, and had only been out for three months of that year. I, I I don't even have a response to that. It's so strange for Funimation like this. Well, it's a set that's heavy on discs, cheap, and it has name recognition as far as anime goes. I don't think there was a... If they had been literally... And I'm not going to make the argument. If they were the worst discs ever on the planet, they would have sold the best of any anime that year. I'm with it. it. It was definitely that price point that they put them out at. You can go on Amazon now, and I think they're all about 30 bucks For the number of episodes you get, we're talking less than a buck per episode. I think the first year, 25 or so now, it's like dirt 
cheap. Absolutely. And that's something that we've always said with these. That was the right thing to do. Uh, we've talked a lot about the domestic anime industry, where it's been heading. And where are we now? Who's left? Basically, Funimation and Viz. They own the industry. Funimation even more so than Viz, who has Naruto, which is crazy. So Funimation is at the forefront. They know what they're doing. They're causing a disruption over in Japan. They're making things change. Even with the crap they've gone through with uh, the One Piece and the streaming, they're making a change in Japan, and I think that says a lot. In regards to just business, they do all the distribution for Jenny on now. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you want to talk about a reversal in that, geez. I was just going to say that from a pure, you know, marketing standpoint, yeah. the season sets are brilliant. And I don't think anybody can refuse that. Absolutely. I mean, not, if not you wanted a cheap way to own the entire series. Legally, too. Yes. In its so, completion. So I mean, that, that is- for what you're paying per episode is almost what you'd have to pay just to download it legally online anyway. True enough. But now you have it on DVD. <laughs> and for your monthly uh, ISP bill, yeah. That is the one thing that people forget. When we're talking about dislike of the orange bricks, the general dislikes of the way that was done, that's not from a sense of it was stupid of them to do it. Everything Funimation generally does is very smart from a business point of view. Absolutely. It makes sense and it works. Right. We just don't like certain aspects of it. Stupid fans. <laughs> All right, so guys, here we are. It's May 2009. We have these, what I've called, the faux remastered box sets. This would be the first and only consistent release of the Dragon Ball Z TV series there had ever been in North America. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So this just finished. Flash forward two months later to last week, Funimation announces they are re-releasing the entire DBZ TV series again in the Dragon Box format. I'm going to leave it there. We're going to turn it over to actually describing what the Japanese Dragon Box sets are. I know a lot of our audience, although it's it's really hard for me to tell these days, I don't really know what our audience is. I know what our target audience is. I have no idea if I'm hitting that target audience, but I just assume that most of the people visiting Daizenshuya and of course Constantine know what the Dragon Box sets are but there's such a huge listener base out there I know there's going to be a lot of new people coming to this as well Keith as someone who owns all of the Dragon Box sets I mean I got the movie set over here and you know, I follow the news over the years but I'm going to let you take it away and give us um, a relatively brief but pretty concise and pretty thorough description of what these Japanese Dragon Box sets are well, I'll, I'll be as precise as I can Okay. but uh, as you said that a lot of people don't quite know what they are because they're exclusive to Japan. There was no marketing outside of Japan. So if you didn't actually follow it or look at actual Japanese sites, there really was no information out there when these were being released. Right. So it does make it quite hard to follow, which is kind of surprising when Funimation announced it. There was no real explanation of what they were. It was basically the hardcore fans knew exactly what they were, and a lot of other people were like, dude, what the hell? What is this? That's exactly how that room was. (laughs) And so I've gotten tons of emails from people wondering what stuff is, and so I hope this helps people out. Alright, take it away then. Alright, let's do this. So the Dragon Boxes were limited box sets that were released by Toei exclusively in Japan 
between the years of 2003 and 2006. There were five Dragon Boxes in total. The first two Dragon Boxes came out were for Dragon Ball Z, so they skipped the original Dragon Ball first, and those came out both in 2003, and they literally split the series in half. And then in 2004, they came back and released the Dragon Ball Dragon Box, and then in 2005, they did the GT Dragon Box, and in 2006... They did the Dragon Box Zamovies. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You have to do it as Shigeru Chiba. Come on. No, I can't. <laughs> All right. Dragon Ball Zamovie. Zamovies. How he does it is amazing. <laughs> I think he those actually... Are my, those are my best promos ever. He rolls his R's more than is humanly possible. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't... Like, he's Spanish, you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't right, know how that continue works. on. All right. So, for those that are unfamiliar with the Dragon Boxes, they're fairly large in size. Uh, each Dragon Box is about 10 and 3 quarters inches by 7 and 3 quarters inches. So, if you think about it, uh, something that I thought that most people are familiar with is a standard piece of printer paper. Okay. Which is 11 inches by 8 and a half inches. Right. So, it's just a, a tad smaller than that. And if you really want to compare your standard DVD case that you go to Best Buy and, or Walmart and buy a DVD, those are 7 and a half inches by 5 and a quarter inches. So, it, it's not drastically larger, but when you're putting it on a bookshelf, you can definitely tell. Yeah, I was speaking of book, bookshelves. I have mine next to my Daisenshu, and they fit really nicely right there. Right. They're about the same height as those. So all the artwork was brand new, drawn exclusively for the Dragon Boxes. Those were actually drawn by Nakatsuru Katsuyoshi, and the Dragon Box and Movies was actually done by Yamamuro Nayoshi, which people will know uh, Yamamuro. He actually drew the cover art for all the Dragon Box singles that came out. Okay. He's also the... The animation director for the Jump Super Anime Tour special. Gotcha. So, and he's also the guy that's scheduled to do all of the artwork for the Dragon Ball Kai DVDs and Blu-rays. So these are people pretty heavily into the franchise over there, right, involved right. with it. And they're, they're both like character designers and key animation artists for all three series and the movies. Right. So uh, the Dragon Boxes came with a very number of DVD books, which could hold up to four DVDs each. And they're when I say DVD books, I mean they're literally books. You can open them. And the DVDs don't stack or overlap atop one another. Each DVD gets its very own spot. Right. I actually have some pictures. I'll send them to you. Great. <laughs> uh, each Dragon Box came with a Dragon Book, a special present, and some bonus features on the disc. Uh, the books for the DB and Z sets were 120 pages, and the books for the GT and movie set were half the size with only 64 pages since they were smaller boxes. Right. And the special presents varied from figures, a diorama set, a Dragon Radar, TV remote, and it is most people on the Dysentu X forums will know walkie-talkie scouters. <laughs> That's right. Um, however, the biggest treat was the remastering of the episodes and the movies. Toei went all the way back and used the original 16-millimeter film reels as their primary source material for these. And... For anyone that's not too familiar with traditional animation, this is the original, original film reel from when they took photographs of the animation cells. So it's literally as far back as you can go to get the most pristine picture. And unfortunately, Toei is the only company that has access to them. So companies like Funimation, who get Digibetas, have years and years of degradation on them, and they're just not the quality that Toei has access to. So that's 
one reason why the Dragon Box footage usually looks much nicer and more natural than a lot of what Funimation puts out. Right. Which is a whole other topic on itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, you know, Mark can attest to. Well, the one thing we should mention, though, is the Digibetas would be struck from lower quality masters in and of themselves. Right. Right. It, they're when, literally when you, copies you, yeah. of copies of copies of copies. And yeah, when you say Digibeta, you don't mean it was copied to a tape and thrown off to whoever. We're talking about a Digibeta that was based off a copy, off a copy, off a copy, off that 16 millimeter. And so some people wonder why Funimation had to alter some of the colors and try to get rid of the grain and oversaturate some things. And and really, sometimes you can't blame them because they almost had to if you wanted to actually watch the picture. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Because yep. it really did look like crap. Right. So I think a great example of this is actually whatever shitty masters they had for the first episode. If you pick up that Ultimate Uncut Edition disc, episode one is almost unwatchable in its quality. Yes. Even on the uh, remastered boxes, I believe in the intro, you can actually see the film ripping itself apart at one point. <laughs> yes. E- even it's, on it's their, bad. even on their quote unquote fixed ones. You can literally see a, a film ripping itself apart. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'll continue. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so when they went back and remastered, they cleaned up a lot of the dirt that I had collected on the film reels and got a lot of the scratches out. And they did it in a way so that they weren't actually altering any of the animation and they didn't adjust any of the colors. So the colors you get on the Dragon Boxes are pretty much the colors that you would have seen on your TV back in the 80s and 90s, if you were actually watching it. And then they went a step further, and they wanted to get rid of a lot of the jitter, so they actually went through frame by frame, and they realigned the frames. They they rotated a lot of them, so that as you're watching, the characters don't jump up and down. There's no shaking of anything, really. Right. It's a nice, solid stream. So it makes things a lot easier to watch. And if you go back and you watch some of the Funimation discs, you can really, really notice there's a lot of jumpy scenes. And then they also went back and they re uh, remastered the audio in a way. They got rid of the high-pitched noises and a lot of the shushing and all those kind of background noises where it's actually supposed to be quiet, but you can hear hissing sounds. So they really did everything they could to give us the best presentation possible. And as Funimation even said, I mean, this is the definitive set for Dragon Ball Z. Now, they've said that before, which is something that I'm going to bring up (laughs) time and time again. They've used the words ultimate and definitive uh, quite plainly and clearly at least three times before. So uh, that's one thing where you see it come up again and you go, I don't know, guys. Which is why I think some people are kind of having problems with this, because if you don't really know the background of where this is coming from and you're purely going off of what Funimation is saying, I can see how you're getting really confused as far as, well, the, these guys actually doing something with it right. or what. So, Is there anything else you want to add about the Dragon Boxes to describe them and give their history? <sighs> Not that I can really think of off the top of my head. That's probably as precise as I can get. I think um, that was great. We, we'll probably compare to them a lot as we go along. Right, so. we, we totally will. So what I'd like to do is spend just a little bit of time, because I don't want this to be interpreted as a bitch fest, as a wine fest. I think it's necessary to get that history and that perspective. And for all of us here, I mean, Mary, you've been following the company literally since 1995 with the original dub Dragon, of Ball. Dragon Ball. Yeah. I came in the 96. I know you guys were... Harmony Gold. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mary and... 
Harmony Gold yeah. even further. Uh, we've all been here. We've been following this company the entire journey of the DBZ TV series. And that's something that I'm going to bring up on Dynamite. In America. In America, right. <laughs> it was just ending in Japan, but <laughs> kind of in America. Because I remember picking up um, Arrivals, the very first Absolutely. VHS. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is something I'm going to mention on Daisenshu EX is, you know, as much as we bitch and, you know, we have lots of things we want to say, there's one thing that's very special about us, and I extend that to Konzentai and Mark, you as well, is we have that perspective and we're going to leverage that. We have a lot to say. We've seen a lot of shit over the years and uh, we're happy to talk about it. So what I'd like to talk about for a little bit is just our frustration over the years. This is irrelevant of Japanese releases. These are just the American releases. And I guess the first thing, and I want to keep this one short because I don't want to turn too many people off, is the dub itself. Because the dub does affect the products, the marketing, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Does it? I, I think it does. It doesn't affect me anyway at all. Did it at one time? When I was enjoying watching the first two seasons on TV, yes. But at that point, I, I was already getting into my fan subs too. So when the first single uh, releases on DVD started coming out, I just switched it over to Japanese. And occasionally I would spot check it for you know English stuff as the Trunks episodes started coming out. But really, I mean, it doesn't make or break a purchase for me. It's just there. And I don't see why. I, I'm curious to see where you're taking this. Sure. sure. And that's a fair perspective because you're not a heavy forum person. I, you've that's right. <laughs> Self-imposed, <laughs> banning myself from forums. You I, I just talking to people. I, about I it. think in a silo, and I don't want other opinions to sway my thoughts on my fandom, the franchise, everything. Right. All right, Mark. I'm going to turn it over to you for a little bit. From your perspective, how does Funimation's dub, their own word, is reversioning? How does that affect us as fans on the total opposite side, yet still having to deal with it? Well, I'm not sure. I'm necessarily the best person to ask because I actually have an odd perspective even compared to you guys in that I saw the show Raw before Funimation ever had anything. All right, there you go. <laughs> and I never minded the dub. I think as I got older, sort of the music started to annoy me. Not in the sense of this music's bad, but just as in, you know, do we need rock music when characters are standing there looking at each other doing nothing? I don't want to say it got bad, but it got grating at times. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure any character's specific voices ever got to me. In general, I think, as far as English casting goes, most characters are cast relatively well. From Ocean to the Funimation dub. I think a lot of the problem starts with that a lot of these people weren't actors at the beginning. Very true. And I think a lot of fans buying the Dragon Boxes don't care one way or the other. The dub is something there that will negatively affect the video. I think most people who are going to buy these sets offhand day one don't care. Okay, let's keep it further back in time then. I think the points you guys brought up are great. Probably not necessarily appropriate for this part. So Heath, it's you and I, man. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe not even just the doubt. Let's extend it to some of the marketing from Funimation as well, because we are still part of that purchasing audience that wants to get these discs. There are things out there. Whether or not they affect our purchases, I don't know. Is there anything you'd like to bring up in particular? Not really. Um, I know a lot of my biggest issues with the dub are some of the dialogue changes, mispronunciations, just the way some of the things come off as we don't really care. Mm -hmm. And it just, some of that kind of got to me. And most of it I can get past, and it, that's not that big of an issue for me. The voicing of Frieza, 
was the biggest thing for me. Uh, just, I can't sit through and watch the dub it, during the Frieza arc. I'm going to put words in your mouth. I'm going to assume it's not because Frieza was played by a woman, but more no. that the, the delivery of it, the lines in particular, the dialogue. Was that it? Yes, completely. I have no problem with, with women voicing male roles or not very often vice versa, but it just, it didn't come off as the Frieza that I knew. And, but in a way, Funimation makes up for it when they release their DVDs and you can buy it bilingually. Exactly. You just so, switch it right over. Right. The only other thing was the music seemed to get pretty repetitive for me. And I kind of agree with Mark. A lot of the rock didn't really suit me just because of watching the original Japanese version. There's no rock in it. Yeah. So the two really have a broad contrast to each other, but they're the, somewhat the same thing in a way. Sure. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I think one way to put it is, especially with what he was saying regarding Frieza, sometimes voices work to the design, but not to the character. Good point. Yes. Good point. So I, I think even jumping off of what you said a little bit, it's more of an indirect problem we have to deal with where because of all these changes we're running sites that are primarily based on the japanese version and then we we get emails telling us we're wrong about stuff yes. <laughs> well and i i will say for the record i have absolutely no problem with anyone that watches the dub only i've gotten so many emails and then people on the forums that send messages and it's i don't know what some people are thinking but you're watching dragon ball and that's all i care yeah you know, leave it at that. All right, let me talk a little bit about the marketing because I agree that, and we've all grown up with this and have grown up in different ways as well. We acknowledge that original Japanese version isn't going anywhere. It's always going to be there for us. If it's a Funimation disc, we can switch over to it. So in that respect, I, I say the dub is irrelevant and that's not a jab at it. That's the honest truth. It's irrelevant. But I do want to bring up right. a couple specific marketing things that did affect us. Uh, one of the most infamous ones from Funimation was the first trailer they put out for Dragon Ball GT, which was the desaturated <laughs> fan sub footage. I loved that trailer. I laughed my ass off. I bought the disc from their online store to get that trailer. Mike, you parodied that trailer. I, I, did, I did a parody of this. But um, actually, I still don't see where you're going with any of this. This was one of the examples where it was almost a direct insult at the Japanese version. Oh, like a audience. big, like a big middle finger to to us. Yeah, you're you're just a minority, you people that follow right. the original version. Because they've done that a lot over the years, and I, we've discussed it before on other podcasts. The fact that up until recently, there's never been any mention of, "Hey, this is Japanese." They've done it with other series, but with Dragon Ball, it's. It's always been kind of the thing. Yep. It's just a cartoon. It never came from Japan until people got on the internet and found out that, hey, this is from Japan. <laughs> exactly. And especially you bring it over to the season sets, they'll say things like the original Japanese video stream, that kind of stuff. So that's just one really big example where they kind of had it out for us. I don't know how much malice was behind it. Maybe someone just thought it was a really cute idea. But I think a good portion of the audience, rightfully so, took it as, wait a second, we're the ones buying all of your material. Sure, you have a really big contingency of your own fan base, but we're here too. And if you're going to give us the finger, well, then why can't we turn around and do the same thing? Another example right. I want to bring up where it was, this one, I, I don't see any malice with this. This was just carelessness. This this was the ultimate uncut edition oh, when they were promoting I, yeah. that. With the, can I do it? Can I do you it? You absolutely can. You want to take it away? 
when they were putting out the trailers with uh, Japanese that was not Japanese. I actually have the translation here. Do you? I do not. It They literally <laughs> downloaded a font that if you just press a key, it would type a random... This is random katakana. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> what the hell? So their big catchphrase for the Ultimate Uncut Edition, which is even more ironic when you consider the next two releases that would be coming, or the way it was meant to be seen. And so what happened was this random Japanese text would morph into its translation. But the text behind it read, Yanena Rachiru Noya Rachimo Henachihoya Yamatsuna Mona Naho, which is complete gibberish. Even in English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so again, I say I don't think there was any malice or a middle finger towards us there, but it was almost like they were starting to acknowledge, all right, guys, this is Japanese. We're going to include that there on it. It's going to be really cool. And it was just so careless. And it wasn't offensive. It was just... Oh, funny me! It was, a, it was offensive to my intelligence. <laughs> and it was weird because the only actual katakana that they got right was for Dragon Ball. <laughs> right, and right. everything else was wrong. <laughs> well, for those discs, I think you almost, to a point, they almost had to acknowledge to some extent because, well, they're already on DVD in English. Yep, yep. They, they have to sort of explain What's different? why this needs to be done again. Right. Because we screwed up the first time. <laughs> exactly. Lots of screw-ups. The last thing I want to do in the frustration section, and this is um, the same time frame, the Ultimate and Cut Edition. We talked about this. This was the canceling of releases. It had happened once before with the original Dragon Ball TV series on VHS. Now, that was understandable. VHS was already dead by that point. I think they made yes. the right business decision by just saying, all right, guys, get the DVD sets. You get two discs, a good price, lots of episodes. But, you know, to some people, they hadn't upgraded yet. They could feel a little betrayed here. Overall, I think a good portion of the fan base, even their own loyalist fan base, felt very betrayed with this, especially with the Box Plus One deals, where you bought a box, it came with an action figure, and it had room for the rest of the releases. You just bought Vegeta Saga Box 2, and you will never fill that up. It is. The box is worthless because... It's just going to take up space on your shelf. <laughs> for Forever. I'm so glad. I just bought the discs themselves. I didn't get the boxes. I would be pissed right now. And I can so imagine I people are. I loved having boxes. I love them. <laughs> well, now people can fill those Vegeta Saga 2 boxes with their dragon boxes. Exactly. Put a box in a box. I was so flipping pissed about that. And I think the biggest problem was how silent they fell for several months. I mean, it's understandable they were yes. working on a new product. Well, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Exactly. But the fact that they couldn't or didn't say anything to anyone about it. Like, just some announcement that we're even canceling the release. Have they even said, yeah, we canceled it? Or was it just a silent no, cancel? No, there's never been any official announcement. As there far hasn't as been an official announcement, but there has been, you know, at cons, you know, those are done, we're doing this. Right. <laughs> there's never been any... These releases are officially done, and we won't be doing them anymore. Right. They'll re-release them in a couple of years. <laughs> we'll get Don't to that. say it. Someone's going to listen to this, and that's going to give them ideas. No more ideas. All right, we are done with our frustration. I want to ask the big question, why now? Like I've said before already this episode, it's only been two months since Season 9. They finished the Orange Bricks. We've actually talked about this before on this very show, speculating about what Funimation's future would be. We all just very naturally assumed, hey... 
they've said they scanned in their new remastered version at 1080p. Obviously, when they're done putting out the standard DVD release, we're gonna hear an announcement about putting the same thing out on Blu-ray. Sucks for people who have Blu-ray players and bought all of them, but it makes business sense because it keeps Dragon Ball on the market, and it makes logical sense because they can leverage, you know, what they already have available to them for, you know, not shelling out extra money to do so. So why now? Mary, I'm gonna ask you first. Why now? Like you were saying, it keeps Dragon Ball on the shelves, and I think that might be the why now, and I would love to be a fly on the wall and just to find out if this was planned all along, because judging by how the panel played out, uh, Andy said, we have a Dragon Ball announcement and it's not what you think it is. I think they're damn aware of Kai, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's coming in a couple of years from now, so I think if it's um, kind of a, a timing issue of, you know, you finish these orange bricks, you got Kai, maybe a couple of years, what do you do in between? Mm-hmm. So so that, why not a Blu-ray release of what they already have? They've already paid for this special remastering. Why go for the Dragon Ball? Because Kai eventually, for Blu-ray stuff anyway. Okay, so you think for Blu-ray, they're just going to go straight, straight to, to Kai. Kai. That's what I think. I don't think they'll bother with um, their own. Uh, because they don't want to piss people off anymore with repurchasing stuff. I mean, at least Has that's it some- ever stopped them before? <laughs> at least they can... you got to draw the line somewhere. Title. All right. Heath, I've actually heard you have a, a pretty interesting theory about funding. Maybe they put these out to get the money to get the Dragon Box. If that is one speculation I had originally, I didn't know how far it would go, but it seems like it may be possible now. <laughs> so my one thing is, did they decide to do this right away? Because if they really just worked out this deal not too long ago, mm-hmm. then it might be advantageous to get it out ASAP so they're not just sitting on all this money that they just dished out true, true. to have it sit on their shelves. But uh, where the actual funding for all this came from is it might have come from the season sets. So I thank everyone that bought those. Thank you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I did not buy them, but... <laughs> I, I, oh well. I do want to say which season sets I own. We purchased the first one for the sole purpose of reviewing it on the show, and I've told this on the show before. I bought season two. There was a thread on our forum pointing out a pricing mistake on Walmart's website where season two was $9 with free shipping. That's why I have season two. No more further purchases have been made. I decided I have the Dragon Boxes, so I don't need anything in widescreen. <laughs> All right, so. sure. Do you have any other answers for this question? question why now it's it is such a curveball i mean we're just coming off getting all of this they've just announced that they're going to be releasing season sets for dragon ball which even that they didn't really announce until they actually had to announce it and which they've done all along so i guess that's nothing new but we we've been jumping around so much i don't i don't think some people realize how much is really out there i mean they may have been Find one release, but I mean we've been getting stuff almost constantly since '94. Right. So it's it's almost unfathomable how much stuff someone could actually own from Funimation that's Dragon Ball related. You no, know, I've made the joke. Uh, you know how many times I own Movie One with all the international versions, but it is entirely possible, like myself, for a lot of American fans to own the Raditz episodes from Funimation four times now. Yes. All right, Mark. What do you think? Why now? Um, I don't think it has anything to do with Funimation. I think with Toei moving on to Kai, they've decided we're done with Dragon Ball Z. Do you want it? <laughs> All right. So Kai's really expensive. Oh, you want the Dragon Box? Sure. Here. And I and I think in Funimation's mind, it's sort of we. There was some information I'd gotten that Funimation was starting to look into doing Z on Blu-ray. 
and I still stand by that information that it was accurate at the time. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem now. If they do Xeon Blu-ray, they basically cannibalize what they can ad- technically advertise as a whole new show on Blu-ray. With Kai, exactly. Once Z's on Blu-ray, it's there. They have to compete against their own product. Mm-hmm. Mary, you've brought this up before, why we don't think they're going to do Kai right now. Because when that started, we were still kind of in the middle of the season sets. Same thing. Why compete with yourself? Yeah, yeah. I totally buy into the whole cannibalization thing. It's it's just silly to compete with yourself. Right. Even though it's more product on the shelves, <laughs> but you confuse people more than they already are. Can I throw out a theory? Please. I I have a theory... And we may listen to this years from now, but uh, (laughs) I might shoot myself. But after the Dragon Boxes are out, I have a feeling that all of a sudden this Jump anime special is going to appear as, hey, look, this is Japanese too. Buy it. I I, I don't think we're going to hear anything about it until the Dragon Boxes are out. I just have a feeling. I I don't think it's going to be that long. Like I said, I could be totally wrong. <laughs> Why do you think it won't be that long? Because fans keep asking about it at conventions? I mean, that's exactly what happened uh, after the Otakon panels. Some girl went up and said, hey, what about, yo, Son Goku and his friends return? When's that coming out? I, I just think in regards to the fact that it's basically a one-episode, basically movie, Yep. I think it's more just working out whatever amount they believe they can afford to license it and make a profit, and they're working that out toy. I don't think there's any waiting. I think once they have it, it's going to be out. thrown. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of, well, it's new Dragon. They're, even Kai can't really advertise it as new. You can advertise it as better and newly edited. Right. This is actually new. And it and looks it. And as Funimation always advertises, they, Toei Pai knows they advertise the stuff this way. It's a new Dragon Ball Z movie yep. that shows the adventures of the characters after the series ends. That is another thing. It will come out as Dragon Ball Z. Oh, absolutely. Here. Yeah. So. so I see it more as back and forth on, well, we want this. Well, we need to do it as this to afford, you know, to make it cost effective. And it's sort of an odd thing, especially since it was, we don't get many jump, the jump fest and all the various... Oh, God, no, no. Even ignoring Dragon Ball Z, which I think had just had that one, we've maybe gotten two or three of these types of specials in the USA at all. Ever, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's been two Naruto ones, and that's it. <laughs> I hear you laughing. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm think, I'm, I think of it right after I said it all, so... <laughs> All right, let, let's forget this why now. I don't think we have an answer. I think we have some good theories. I think the next Animation question... wants money. Yeah, <laughs> simple answer. I don't think we'll ever have an answer. Never. Just like with most of the other stuff. Let me ask the next big question then. So what are we in for? We already know it's aimed at us. And by us, I mean the four of us on the show right now. Plus Julian, plus anyone else who's ever been on our show. And probably a good portion of our audience. So I don't know that there's much to say there. Right? Or is there? No, I don't think so. I think I think Dragon Ball Z fans are generally going to buy it. Then, now, as to how you define a Dragon Ball Z fan, that's not for me to decide. All right. I kind of wrote about this a little bit, and uh, the only thing that I find weird about this is never up until this point have they ever mentioned hardcore fans. Yep. They specifically came out and said, this is for hardcore fans, and it's almost like, wait, we exist now? <laughs> exactly. Like, are you looking at us as we're we're marketable? Why are you coming after us all of a sudden? I mean, uh, I guess it's somewhat understandable because a lot of people have actually stuck around for the 15 years for something like this to come out. Right. 
I guess, would it have been nice if it would have been a little sooner? I, I think we'll get to the big question of who should care in a little bit. So let's talk from the more technical perspective. I'm doing a lot of math. Oh, God. Keith, the original Japanese Dragon Box discs and also the individual discs that came later, which are basically the exact same thing, there were six episodes per disc with a single audio track. Right. They're all single-sided, dual-layer discs with six episodes per disc and a single Japanese audio track with no subtitles. I believe the audio track is, what, 448 kilohertz? Or yes. um, KBPS? I mean, it's, it's yeah, up there. KBPS. It's huge. So now we have this coming over to the U.S. It's the same Masters. It's the Dragon Box Masters. We know that Funimation has said uh, this first set's going to be 42 episodes uh, on, what, six discs, was it? Yes. Okay. So seven episodes a disc. All right, so we're already bumping up an episode per disc. On top of that, they've said that this set is going to default to the Japanese language track, which is another amazing thing in and of itself. But that implies that there will be at least one English-dubbed audio track on there. Which raises many, many questions. Yeah. Right. So take it away. What's it going to take? How is this going to affect it? I do want to interject one thing before you explain it, and that's I've seen some comments out there from people saying, oh, them purists just don't want it affecting their glorious blah, blah, blah. I think there is some genuine technical proficiency behind it, though. So answer my question. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to let Mark do this. <laughs> all right, Mark, take it well, away, man. He's I the actually, one that crunched all the numbers. Yeah. I actually started crunching numbers with data Hujio gave me from the GT boxes. Okay. So not Z, but relatively close, maybe even a bit cleaner as far as we're concerned. So possibly the numbers of the toy boxes might be a bit higher than what the Z boxes would even be. Sure. I'll clarify. The only reason I sent them the GT ones laziness. is because if anyone... <laughs> yes, laziness. <laughs> if anyone follows my Twitter account... Um, I'm currently packing out my entire apartment, so the only Dragon Box I have access to right now is the GT one. Okay, fair enough. So, carry on. So, okay, so about episode by episode, episode encodes are about a gig point two each. Okay. This is for, and time-wise, we're just calling these 25 minutes. Sure. It's about consistent between Z and GT. That's about the time we're looking at. So a disc on Toei's side is two and a half hours. Right. And you have one audio track at 448. Toei actually does not come close to maxing out the discs. Oh, really? Okay. They generally just use a consistent size for each encode that they know will fit on the disc. So you actually get quite a bit of space left, which probably will help on the Funimation site. These are single layer or dual layer? They're dual layer. He's dual layer. We came out to an average bit rate of about... 6,105k bits a second. That makes sense, because, Mary, I actually had in an R2 the other night, and uh, the PS3 is interesting. If you press the select button, it'll pull up, and it'll tell you, um, you know, what the average bit rate is playing right there. And, you know, I saw it approaching 8 at times, and that's pretty high for a DVD. That's yeah. about right, but the average is about, let's just call it 6.1. Okay. Okay, now let's go over to an ass- this is me theorizing numbers and going over potential stuff with Hujio about what we think Funimation would reasonably do for this set. Okay. I, I can always change numbers if we want to, you know, play with stuff, but this is about what we believe. We have seven episodes and a couple minutes on the side, so we're calling it three hours. Okay. There will be a dual-layer disc. Probably Funimation traditionally gets as close as they can to filling up the disc. Okay. We're going to go ahead and say two audio tracks, one dub, one Japanese mono. We're going to go ahead and say both of those are going to be 192K. All right. Fair assessment. 
192K is generally what Funimation uses for stereo tracks. They generally use 96 for mono, but since this is the big Japanese box, we're going to go ahead and say they're going to double that to right. 192. Right. That leaves us with about 5.7. Okay. Very little of an actual difference, and I actually took a GT Bob that Hujo sent me, altered it, sent it back to him with about those numbers. Actually, less than those numbers, and he couldn't tell any difference watching them side by side. All right. You're putting me on the line, you know. Yeah, I am. It's G2. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) So you're saying that theoretically, maybe they go with these numbers for the audio tracks, and we have two, and they stuff these episodes on. There is a potential for it to look relatively similar to the Japanese releases. My my guess is that they're going with six discs because six discs is what's relevant to what they're doing. There's no logical need for seven discs. Okay. My general belief, and I could be completely wrong here, is that them going to six discs, more discs on the season sets had nothing to do with fan demand. It had to do with probably their authorized going, uh-uh, and, right. getting, <laughs> and generally saying we need extra space, especially if you're advertising these as remastered. They can't look like, well, I don't want to say like crap because that's about how they look to me, but, <laughs> but, in, but in general, there had to be, they needed the extra space to get the episodes on there. Okay. Well, in comparison, I'm looking at the uh, remastered season one box at the Orange Brick. That was 39 episodes. So, uh, what, three episodes less than what the Dragon Box is going to be? And that was, they bumped it up from five to six. Seven discs isn't bad. It's not even, I'm not even going to, and I don't mean it's not bad in that, you know, it's not bad, but wink, wink, it really is way. I don't see, don't believe there'll be a problem with it. Most of Funimation's modern authoring stuff is relatively competent. We're not dealing with the same guy who did their original Orange Brick set. Okay. I generally believe, unless you're watching them side by side, you're not going to notice the difference. Now, I've read very conflicting things. I was browsing a couple other forums, and the general consensus seems to be, maybe they haven't seen the most recent Funimation stuff. I don't know. That Funimation's encodes are pretty much garbage. You're saying that's not true anymore. I think a lot of the masters they get are probably garbage. (laughs) Sure. Yep. From, from I've seen plenty of their discs that look perfectly fine with no issues at all. Okay. May, maybe that's just whatever discs I happen to have watched. I've seen plenty of their discs that look like crap, but then they're not from shows that I've ever heard great things about the visuals anyways. All right. So what else? What can we bring in here? I mean, we're looking at 42 episodes, six discs, $80. So it's a higher price point, but still pretty reasonable, I'd say. And that's MSRP. Well, my guess is, is that... If someone wants to get these and they spend five seconds looking, they'll be able to get every set for less than 400 And that's if they buy every set on day one at its highest, at the highest. I think under 400 basically. Heath, let me ask you, because you have purchased all of the Japanese <laughs> Dragon Box sets. Well, there's two questions here. Is They were super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> one is, do you regret it? And I think I already know the answer. Two is, what's the, the price difference? And how do you think that, that factors in here? Um, no, I don't regret it. Because, you know, they started coming out in 2003, so You've had them what for a years. lot of people yep. are starting to finally understand now, well, I've had them for, you know, six years or so. Right. So I thoroughly enjoy them. Uh, they make doing a lot of stuff on the site a lot easier. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I don't have to spend much time messing, editing screenshots or anything. It's just whip it in, take a screenshot, Photoshop, done. So... But the biggest thing that some people really said the downside to the Japanese Dragon Boxes were the prices. Just to own the entire Z series 
by itself without buying anything else would cost you, if you pay the MSRP, it was around $2,000. Right. So, I mean, if you can get the entire series from Funimation at the same quality and you get pretty much, at least episode-wise, everything that Toei gave us and you can get it for even 500 I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it. the price difference is drastic, in my opinion. And it's going to be subtitled for those who yes. aren't fluent. and you're going to get subtitles, and, you know, that was another thing that a lot of people complained about. But at the same time, if you were complaining for subtitles, then those releases really weren't meant for you to begin with. No, no, so, they weren't. And the other thing which I forgot to mention, we said they were limited time at the beginning, and in the truest sense, they actually would say, we are announcing that a month from now you can start pre-ordering a certain Dragon Box. You would have two months to submit your order. After those two months, they stopped taking orders. And however many people ordered a box, that's how many they made. They released them, and that was it. Yep, tough shit at that point. Once they're out, they were out. You were shit out of luck if you had missed that ordering period. And they did that for each one. Right. So. And then we got the single releases afterwards, but I mean... Right. Yeah. The only thing with the singles releases, we haven't gotten any of the bonus features they included. You didn't get any of the presents, things like that. But if you just wanted the episodes of the movies, they... But again, they were a little more expensive than what you could get from Funimation. True. So. But in the grand scheme of Japanese releases, 3,990 yen for six episodes, oh. that's a bargain. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, the in Japan, things just naturally are more expensive to buy CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays. I, they're far more expensive than many other countries, especially for those that live in the U.S. or Canada. Their prices to most people here are just outrageous. But if you compare them to other things, they're actually, like, other things within Japan, they're fairly reasonable. And some of them are almost a steal. Right. So I guess it just depends on what you're comparing it to. So I think the answer to the overall question was, we probably I have... Love <laughs> we probably have a pretty competent release coming our way. We're hoping so. We'll do any Anything that Funimation needs us to do <laughs> to uh, guarantee those releases. But it is possible to have a very comparable release. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and I think this sort of needs to be said because some people are literally flipping out batshit insane. And a lot of people don't seem to get this. You're not buying the Dragon Boxes. You're buying no. another company's version of the Dragon Boxes. Right, right. Some, some people seem to get the general impression that the video encodes are basically going to be taken off Toei's DVDs and dropped here, and anything less than that is not acceptable. Though that's not what you're paying for, that's not what you're buying. You're paying to get that master on discs. You're not necessarily paying for the exact same encode those discs used, you may not even notice the difference anyways. I follow Even you. if there yep. is a difference. Yep. Right. Well, and if, if Funimation had gotten the actual master straight from the 60mm film, we would not be buying these boxes for $80. No, no. Exactly. It, it would be like 200 because they well, would have had to pay a shit ton of money to Toei for those. Well, and the one, uh, one other thing is we don't know what Funimation's working off of. I talked to Hujo about this and sort of explained it to him. If they're working off the deep, like when I made the GT example for him, I worked off what is on the disc and worked it down. Yep. Funimation is likely working off digibetas or something else where it is, as far as reasonably can be told, lossless. Right, right. But, it's not lossless, but as far as anyone's concerned, it generally is for 480p content. 
And encoding off that to say, let's say we lose 10% of the bitrate. Right. If they have someone competent doing it, there's a very good chance it's going to look exactly the same. That's a good point to make. They're not encoding from the R2s sitting in their office. Yeah. They have a master something. from the master that they're exactly. working from. Okay. They, they have something gener- that if anyone had the equipment to play, would make the box the dragon boxes themselves look like crap. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're working off something far superior that we likely will never see. Final question. Who should care and why? I want to talk about the general response on Dai Zenshi X and, of course, Kazantai as well. I think it mirrors uh, pretty well. But also elsewhere. You know, I was following the forum thread as Otakon was going on. I was you know tweeting out and saw the forum thread go one, two, four, eight, 16, 50 pages, 80 pages. We're at like 86 now. You know, it's slowed down over the past couple days. It's it's funny saying it's slowed down at 86 pages. That's craziness. It's up to 88 now. (laughs) Oh, wow. The response was pictures of fireworks and pigs flying. I mean, the excitement level from, I don't mean this in a derogatory way towards other fan bases, but from the educated fans who knew what the Dragon Boxes were and they knew what this announcement meant, was unparalleled excitement. Tell me about elsewhere, though, because I haven't looked uh, in a whole lot of other places. Have you seen what some of the responses elsewhere are? I've seen them all over the map from... This is potentially the single greatest anime DVD release in <laughs> R1 to... Evers! Oh, right. I've seen it too. Oh, they're the new ADV with Evangelion. I can't say the damn name. That This is them clamping on fans, messing with them again. I've seen, even seen the reactions, which a lot of people still seem to... Some people are still having this reaction with Sixus. Oh, Funimation, fool me ten times, shame on you. Right. Fool me the eleventh, shame on me. Right. Where some people honestly think, think that this is... A, a prank on their part that, you know, oh, it's six discs, so right after they're going to do a seven disc release, that this is some prank on their part to get the show out one more time before the next time. Well, isn't that true? In a way. You know, I think for DVDs, I'm going to go ahead and say for Dragon Ball Z on DVD, outside of re-releasing past discs in some format, I honestly believe this is it. This is it for Z. I hope so. Now, I'm, I'm ignoring Kai completely right. since it's basically Z. I think that as far as Funimation was concerned, up until they got the ability to do this, their season sets were it. Yeah. I think that's basically how it's been for every release they've done. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's why they stopped the Ultimate Uncut and just break right here, because we need to stop because we have a way to do this better. We can't release this and then go back and do it again. We need to do it right, right now. And whether or not it was right, it was consistent. It was 1 through 291 in the same colored boxes, for God's sake. As far as I'm concerned, for each release of anything Fundimation's done, as far as... That has been their quote-unquote best release. So saying it each time isn't necessarily them being dishonest, but from the perspective of, we're not doing this again. We don't see any reason why we would. This is the best it's ever going to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like they started the Ultimate Uncut with, oh, we're going to do crap season sets next year. Right. True. I, I generally believe each time they've done the, this is the best thing ever. And they, they thought that was it. Yep. Yeah. I don't put anything past them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, I will say... I have seen varied responses to this, but the biggest thing that I've noticed, and I'm sure a couple other people have, and I don't mean to offend anyone in any way, but their reaction is solely based on their knowledge of either the Dragon Boxes or what Funimation has done in the past. Because some, I, I have seen some people that have been saying, 
And there are strictly dub fans that I would only buy this just to watch the dub. Right. Which, to me, in a way, almost doesn't make sense because it's not marketed towards you, but in the same way, if you want it in the original full-screen aspect ratio, then hell yeah, pick it up. Let me play the devil's advocate for a little bit. You know, you were saying that all you're glad to hear is that someone is watching Dragon Ball. Don't these Funimation dub fans have just as much of a right to watch the series in its proper 4x3, nicely cared, remastered format as the rest of us? Yeah, but who says they're not going to? I mean, this is going to include a dub. Which dub? I, who cares? Sorry, I know they someone do. does. They do. You know, I, I'm still going to say yes and no, because in, in general, they're the same fans who two years ago were going, well, what are you bitching about? It's the full show, just like you wanted. True. It's the same people who were telling me two years ago, well, the show's being re- released, uncut, you have the Japanese version, so why do you care? Yeah, tables are turned. And you guys remember when I first made comments, when I first got the orange box, before I looked at it in detail, I was like, eh, this isn't that bad outside the cropping. Right. Because at first appearance it looks fine and people were saying it was people were arguing that it was great up until the very end now that they know there's gonna be something better all of a sudden it's oh this trickery against us dub fans <laughs> yeah suddenly they're the victims and and you guys generally know i generally like dub but at some point you know if you're gonna sit there bitching for two and a half years about how the japanese fans are getting enough you know, this, this is the first time we're being catered to. Let us have this, people. Come on. It, it may it may sound mean, but at some point, just means fine. Be mean all you want. <laughs> I, I I'm the mean one, so. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, well, and Mike knows I'm very polite when I come on the show compared to how I normally am. Our personal conversations that, are nothing like this. That That's... is a total fact, and I back you up 100, percent Mike. <laughs> People, if if you're getting this stressed out over a show you already own, and we do it too, yep. but if you're seriously going to sit there and go, they don't put on both dubs in 5.1, that this is clearly trickery and, and insult against us, really screw off. <laughs> you sat, I, I sat there and saw for three years people going, Ooh, this is Funimation's version. You don't need it in full screen because they've changed the show and made it better. If it's better, then leave us the hell alone and go back and watch what you were happy with a year ago. Kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> Mary's playing the role of Julie <laughs> in this episode. I, I just figure, for people like me, I've held off purchasing anything just because I knew the, the orange boxes weren't for me. So right. with this stuff, it's like, yeah, I finally get to throw my money at them. So it's reason for celebration. I have raw tapes where Trunks' hair is green. I'm <laughs> enjoy this and everyone leave me the hell alone that's right they're gonna be fine they're gonna be enjoyable don't even know where that tape is but it does exist an old raw someone gave me prior to Funimation having the show where literally it is so degraded Chunk's hair is green Heath let me ask you two dubs we have a broadcast dub and we have their own competing dub which showed up on the season sets which was uh, their own voices you know a couple alterations here and there some recast stuff with the original Japanese score I've always held the opinion that it was a decade too late what audience was there that stuck around holding out hope for that dub to exist you know we're basically just spot checking out of morbid curiosity but should they finally get rid of the broadcast dub which is the cartoon that all of our fans grew up with if this is being marketed towards the hardcore should there just be the one dub with the japanese music or should they include both of them yeah they dub the whole show with sabata's everyone <laughs> oh god wouldn't they just have the dub from the most recent set which is with the japanese music what, Which, what does that mean? I thought they were separate. There, there were three audio tracks on the Orange season sets. There's the original Japanese. There's just 
We know what that is. There is a Funimation English dub, their voices, you know, Shemmel, Sabbath, etc., with the music that played on TV, whether it's Falconer or when they... Re- oh, I get you. So it's not that you can, on the fly, switch language tracks and have one musical track. It's They're burned together. Yes. I see. Okay, okay, now I get it. Now I now I can see why this would be a concern for people. Now, here's the actual trick, though. All right. You can do all that on Blu-ray. Yeah, so yeah. We, may up, we may end up having 480p Dragon oh. on Blu-ray in a few Don't years. even bring that up. <laughs> so, Mary, do you stand by your fuck-off statement? I mean, No, no, it, it does I... complicate things, I think, because if the newer dub from the season sets was a, a better acted performance, then yeah, I would want that, but maybe not necessarily necessarily with the if if I was a dub fan that hated the Japanese music yeah I wouldn't which is 90% so it's like damned if you do damned if you're no that's not what I want to say um (laughs) pretty much you got a choice to make what's more important to you the background music or a cleaned up dub we don't know we're speculating it could be that all three are included it could just be the two dub tracks so I don't know where to take it Can can I play the old man please be the old man okay so I think the problem lies inherently in the fact that all of us here right now, I think I can confidently say have been following this for at least 15 years or so. So I think the problem is most people that have the most complaints or misunderstandings of why this is such a big deal are the people that have only watched the dub, have either come into the series recently, and as far as they know, there's just been season sets and left it at that. And the fact is, is this is market for hardcore fans, fans that have been around for 15 years, and if you want to complain about a product that is not being marketed towards you, but is being marketed towards a group that has been isolated and outcast for 15 years, then don't complain. I mean, let me have something for just a little bit. <laughs> I, Because I, I will probably pick these up just so I have uh, Steve Simmons' subtitles. I, I was going to say, we've done things like sub our own Dragon Ball movie one to watch it. We've done right. other just two. It is a lot easier to just be like, Steve subbed it, pop it in. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Uh, the thing is, is, you know, we've been waiting so long for something like this that are we not as deserving as the people that wanted the season sets? I mean, it's kind of like we mentioned, things have really flipped. This is almost completely reverse of how it was a couple years ago. Bizarro animation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know so, my fans. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, the fans that really pushed for Dragon Ball to get on TV and to be dubbed and all that are the fans that finally now all these years down the road are we're going to try to reward you as best as we possibly can. But, I mean, you could take it either ways, but you can look at it that way. And that that's a theory because these may not be any type of reward at all. <laughs> true, true. So, a quick analogy for all the, the nice kids out there. <laughs> um, you know, because most of us, we're all in our 20s mid to late. I won't throw out specific numbers. <laughs> there may be a, a three and a zero approaching. Yes, I'm, there, there I'm may 12. be. 12, aren't I precocious? <laughs> What's scary is the fact that we're, we're going around saying we've been into this for 15 years. Of our life. Uh, well, no, and a lot of the people buying this stuff are 15 years old. True. Exactly. Well, like, I, there are people on the forum and like, I'm 13. <laughs> and this is where my analogy comes in. Yep. I've been around for 15 years, and I know growing up, your parents tell you things, and you're like, oh, my parents don't know shit, so I'm just going to go out and do it anyway. And then so you go do it, and hey, look, your parents were right. 
So if there's a 13-year-old out there listening to this, I am now your parent, and this is a good thing. Listen to me. You know, that- I'm, I'm generally going to agree with that, and it's only because the season sets aren't going anywhere. If you like those, they're not going to vanish over the next year or two. Well, and the positive is, you know, in Japan, when they released the Dragon Boxes, they were very limited time. These, as far as we know, could be on the shelves for years and years, and they'll release multiple times, and... I mean, I'm sure people from Japan that missed out on some of the Dragon Balls. Oh, I'm sure some people in Japan saw this announcement. They're like, oh, those crazy Americans, thank God for them. (laughs) I'm sure there's there's at least one crazy person over there who's just thinking, oh, Funimation, thank you so much. I I have to imagine the K-17s just going to import it out of curiosity. Like, oh, what are they doing now? That's that's great. So were there a couple aspects that we kind of wanted to talk about? I I I have a couple other points. I know who Joe wants to talk about the booklets. One thing I do want to put out there before we conclude with anything else is, Heath, you were talking about rewarding Funimation. And that's something that, you know, I hate to bring up the old school anime fans. You know, what we did is when something was announced, we stopped our distribution of the fan subs and we bought it to show our support. But I think what's going on here is if this really is even... 75% of the way along what we want. We have to put our money where our fucking mouth is. We have been whining about this for so long. We need to show, yeah, we did want it. We do want it. Here's my money. Yes. Anyone that's been around for a long time or complained about the season sets, this is for you. Go buy it. (laughs) You buy it, they do more. You know, if, if people... We don't know anything about, like, a GT Dragon Box... Or any of the of Dragon Ball, Dragon Box. I mean, who knows if this doesn't sell very well and they haven't already purchased masters for those, we might not see those. Right. So I think people out there need to think a little about, hey, the $80 and really you could probably go out and find them for 50 I mean, just go buy them if you've complained. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. So so what are we doing now? Are we selling all our single discs? <laughs> now they're keeping them around for history. Save up some uh, shelf space well, after can, all these years? We can move them elsewhere. You know, as the as we replace them with the Dragon Box versions, I'm happy to can move I, them to a can box Can I build somewhere. a fort with the boxes? <laughs> we can build a fort with our old singles. I love forts. You know, I, I did think of something we do need to mention, because Funimation hasn't been quite clear about one really big thing they did mention in the press release. Yep. Oh, yes. That maybe sort of does not match with what we know about the release so far. Okay, that is. Is they specifically mentioned that they have the Dragon Box, they're doing the 13 movies also. Absolutely. You know, they said a lot in there, which includes the next episode previews, which Steve has come out and said uh, he's subbing, so they're definitely going to be on there. And yeah, the 13 DBZ movies. This is also exciting. Which is a whole other issue that Mark and I... I've been, I've been asked this literally by 30 or 40 people already. Do you know if Kyle's dubbing the previews? Oh, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll say this, and he said it publicly. There's more, more stuff for the narrator? <laughs> so, I mean, which I'll, is I'll, another thing. If there is a dub track, are they going to get to a nice silent next episode preview? <laughs> or does, if you're switching over, you know, the way they set up the DVDs, if you're watching the dub track it automatically skips over the next episode preview since they've 
recorded next episode previews into their actual dialogue for the episode. Right, right. So would they skip from that straight to the ending animation? Well, I mean, my, these are questions that we just don't know. My but. assumption is is they're either they're either going to be dubbed or they're going to switch. It's or it's going to switch the Japanese track with subtitles on the sign sub the sign music track gotcha. for that. Yeah. My assumption is there won't be skipping unless you do. Well, let's say unless they do the marathon play thing on these discs. Which I'm sure they will, because the Dragon Boxes have a story mode. Right, right. And it completely skips over the... Yeah, it's the same thing as Marathon mode. Ending tra- yeah, and it skips the uh, next episode preview. So. Yeah, that's my general assumption, is that it's either going to be dubbed, or it's going to just be the subtitles there using the sign song track. All right, you mentioned a book. Funimation has said that there will be a book... The way I interpreted it was a book with each release, which means there's going to be, what, seven of them? How many boxes are they going to be? Seven, eight? Seven. Seven Seven boxes. The magical number is seven. (laughs) I love it. And I love how there's 42 episodes in the first set. I know. (laughs) With seven episodes per disc. (laughs) Uh, So there was a book with each Dragon Box release in Japan, which meant there were five. Two of them were Z-related. So how are they going to get seven books? Are they going to be a translation of the Japanese ones? Will it be the same book each set? Will they split? them up? Is it going to be all new information? Again, we have no idea, but are there any theories? I think it's going to be a combination of the Japanese booklets. I'm going to guess some stuff, possibly comments from Gen and Funimation staff and crew. Right. And my big, my big guess is we're going to see pictures of the single covers. Oh, like all right. Just pages of art, which, yeah, you I, know, could take I up think, a ton of space. I think literally there's going to be a thing that says, you know, after the Dragon Boxes were released in Japan, they re-released them in single form with brand new art. Here, Here are the covers. Yep. Blank, 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 blank. I guess my thing was, um, some people have been saying that, oh, they're going to have to come up with a ton of new stuff to put in these books. And I think one thing people are kind of leaving out is these books are going to be smaller than the original Dragon books that came right. out. So, and a lot of those actually had some pretty fine text in them. You know, Mike, you have the movies right. one. I mean, it's not super big text. So if Funimation just blows up from a 10-point font to like a 12 to 14-point font, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could really spread these books out. Because there's interviews, there's pictures, there, oh, there's pages in all the books just on every single DVD. So, like in the Dragon Book, for the first Z set, it'll go through all of the discs. It tells you what's on every disc. I was going to say, we're forgetting just episodes, names and numbers. Right. It it lists the episodes, like, you know, who the animation director was, who's the director, who was screenplay. I mean, it lists all that stuff, and that takes up a lot of space. So I think there's a lot of material that people are forgetting about, because I think these can really be spread out quite a bit. And if you throw in all this art. (laughs) Right, there's a lot of stuff there you know and there's two things i actually really want on the sets just for complexity's sake one of which we know for a fact funimation owns the other i'll be honest i don't one i think throw a few clips of the ocean dub on there for comparison's sake yeah because a lot because a they lot won't of the do it but i'd like it they won't the other one is and i know for a fact they still own it they actually still license the song out once in a while to be used is let's let's go ahead and see rock the dragon I agree. on there as an extra yep i, I want that on I, there I honestly believe that if this is going to be the set for the hardcore Dragon Ball fan and not just 
the hardcore Dragon Ball fan who wants it in 4x3 subs. Yep, we remember it from 96, yo. They still own the song. They, they've put it in not... They've licensed it out to Namco and Bandai for music I was going to say, it was in Taiko Drum Master over here in the U.S., yeah. And it was licensed by Funimation. It wasn't by some holding company that owns it. It was from them. I, I say at some, some point there's, there's going to be at least three discs with one episode less or one disc with three episodes left where there's definitely going to be room for... Maybe Something. some of the video content from the Dragon Boxes, or just st- interviews that Funimation gets on there. It's it's like it's less than it's like a minute. Throw on the goddamn Rock the Dragon intro just to say it's there. It's I mean, as far as most fans, I still think of that as the goddamn English theme, and it's been a long time <laughs> since they've used that. For the show. It's, it's true, as an equivalent to the Japanese releases, which had Japanese TV commercials. Throw on the Burger King commercials. I don't think they will. Yes. This is for what they call the hardcore fans. I think this is going to be fairly. I don't want to say lacking effort, but they're not going to go that extra mile to include stuff that would be primarily for an English-speaking audience if this is aimed for... I'm absolutely not expecting anything they need to sign a contract for. Commercials, they would need to deal with paying people... Good point. Good point. Rock the Dragon, they own that. That is theirs. Throw it on the set. It's very short. It won't affect the video quality people. I promise it won't. <laughs> don't, 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 don't complain to Funimation to make it send this. Tell them you want Rock the Dragon thrown on as an extra. Alright, guys, we have officially gone for an hour and a half. I'd love to wrap wow. this up. Uh, I'm sure, you know, all of us involved could probably talk for another hour and a half about this. Uh, let me just go around and get some final thoughts on the situation and what your next course of action is going to be. Mary? Um, well, this is very much a surprise. I was not expecting this, and it definitely made Otakon very, very interesting. Very exciting. And I'm going to have to start saving up my money. Yeah, I am smiling. But then I frowned because I, I made my budget for like the next year <laughs> for like, oh, you know, on. everything. And now I'm like, shit, I have to take into consideration disposable income for Best Buy Dragon coupons, Ball. release date, couple bucks <laughs> off. It's fine. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's you and I, but it's, it's a media purchase. Yeah, for good deals. Yes. Good deals only. All right, Heath, let me go over to you. How are you feeling right now in course of action? <sighs> It's, um, when it first came out, I didn't know how to feel, I guess is the biggest thing. Because it was just, um, one of those things that you never think is going to happen. So much so that you've completely blown it out of your mind. I think just two days prior, you had a post on the forum that was something like, yes. never happening, suck it up, bitches. I, someone made a comment and I said, you know what, I don't agree with the first statement, but the second part, you're right, Funimation will never drop the money to pick up the Dragon Boxes, they have no reason to, it's just not going to happen. And two days later, I had to log back in and go, well, fuck I still me. argue that that's not wrong. We don't know. We don't. We don't know if they've paid anything for them. Frankly, fair enough. <laughs> so I at least will pick up this first set when it comes out, at least for comparison's sake, and you know all that fun stuff. Right. I don't know if I'm going to continue to pick them up. I have a feeling that I probably will, just so I have <laughs> yep. them. Which is going to be so weird to have you know American dragon boxes and then have my Japanese right. dragon boxes. Yep. On a shelf next to each other, but very excited because something like this, I I don't know if some people can fathom, but something like this has never happened. This doesn't happen for Dragon Ball fans. It just doesn't happen for us. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't happen for most shows. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is one of the most complicated releases you could ever (laughs) talk about. 
when it comes to anime. Yep. I mean, Mike, you're writing up an article, and uh, so I'm sure you can attest to this, but I mean, I hit 2,000 words. And you, you barely scratched your and surface. And I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, I am not going to go into super detail on this. You can't. And I know you're up to what, like almost 5,000 words? I'm approaching six now. Yeah. So it's like... I gotta pick a point to cut this yeah, off, yeah. but I was at four pages in Microsoft Word, and finally I gotta quit because <laughs> you could go on for just pages and pages because none of it makes sense, and then things contradict each other, and you have to go into detail. And and we are not even talking about Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT and the Dragon Ball Z movies. No, <laughs> just Dragon Ball Z as a TV series, which is what makes this so exciting for certain fans because we get a consistent release as far as we know, for all 291 episodes, we get everything that the, uh, they got in Japan. And, I mean, you can't really ask for much more. So it's a very exciting time in the U.S., and I, I won't get too elaborate, but, I mean, people should really go pick these up. I'll definitely pick them up. Except for me, now this falls into the category of, oh, shit, now Dragon Ball Kai's coming out, and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z here, and Blu-rays in Japan are pretty expensive. How's that $150 so. pre-order treating you? <laughs> pretty good right now. <laughs> so it's like, well, I guess uh, Dragon Ball's getting a lot of my money this year. Through the thunk, 2009, heading to 10. Mark, what about you? How are you feeling right now? What's your course of action? You know, I, I'm honestly feeling happy about it because it's not going to be bad. I don't think any of us are actually expecting there is going to be that big fuck-up moment with this release. I'm optimistic. I think it's because I've just seen so many versions of Dragon Ball Z from Raws to fan subs of the movies with Photoshop covers to the original... The original VHSs that Pioneer did to Funimation's edited VHSs to their uncut VHSs to their DVDs. I've seen all of them, and I, this is the release that, if you want to watch the show, sit there, enjoy it, not worry about stuff missing, stuff not being right, stuff out of order, stuff... Every the way it was way. meant to be seen. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, even, you know I, I'm, yeah. even, I'm, I'm even going to skip making all the normal jokes I make regarding <laughs> all the comments they made because it's the show, it's the show, the way that even beyond us asking that we've demanded to see it this way, even ignoring the Dragon Box Masters, we've just said, give it to us in 4x3, give it to us in order... Give it, you know, have the right audio, have the subtitles, just don't fuck with it. We don't even care if it's remastered or not, just do it right, and we're getting it remastered. And it's like we weren't even really even able to enjoy it for a day because people are already going, it needs to be seven discs. No, it can't have more than four episodes of discs, or else it's not going to be right. It's just calm down and enjoy it. I don't say this in anime terms a lot because it gets said a lot for no apparent reason, but... For once, we've won. <laughs> let's ju let, let's just smile and enjoy it. You know, if if the video's not exactly perfect, you're not going to notice it sitting there watching it on your TV. And if unless, you sit down you know, and compare it to the original funny disc, you're not going to care. <laughs> I mean, the truth the truth of the matter is, you know, if you're sitting, you know, an inch away from a computer screen, you know, with one eye closed, you know, trying to go, oh, I see a little mark there that wasn't there on the Japanese Dragon Boxes. If you're just sitting there watching it, you're probably even even if it's down by ten, fifteen percent bitrate wise, you're not going to notice. Just we won. Let's just enjoy it. So everyone, sit down, shut the fuck up, watch the show. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to say that. If if really, if at this point all you can do is bitch that we're basically getting 
beyond what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know, just enjoy the bitching. I'm going to enjoy the fact that I'm getting beyond what I wanted, really. All right. Here, here's how we're concluding this. The mind of 16-year-old Vegito EX has just been blown. Like you said, we won. It's exciting to be happy. No one gets a free pass. We'll review it when it comes out. Until then, feel free to say whatever you want. If you want to bitch about it, bitch about it. That's great. I don't think it's going to compromise the release at this point. I'm excited. We're all excited. Exactly. And uh, I'm very sad I don't have any beer in front of me because I would love to do a giant cheers to fandom right now. So I I, I raise my empty water glass in frustration for lack of alcohol. I'm very excited. I'm sorry I forgot the beer. (laughs) Bastard. If there's a problem, we will all be there to complain about it, no doubt. <laughs> you know us, you know us, we'll be there. I don't think there's going to be a problem. We're At done. this point, each facet of the fandom has something for them to That's enjoy. really close to being great. Yeah, so yeah. good times. So now we can all get along and hold hands. <laughs> and we can skip it. <laughs> We're done. I would like to conclude and give everyone a chance to plug whatever it is they want to plug. The one who hosts these actual MP3 files, you get to go first. Mark, what do you want to plug? Website, Fanboy Review. Uh, reviews and news of anime stuff. Generally stuff you won't find elsewhere. F-A-N-B-O-Y-R-E-V-I-E-W dot net. And you can even find an article or two by Hujio, and he's doing some reviews for us also. So if you like his rantings, enjoy. <laughs> right. Heath, take it away. You can find me at K-A-N-Z-E-N-T-A-I dot com. I left out the WWW. But you said so, it right there. Yeah, you got it. So, Kanzentai dot com. Yeah, we pretty much stick to the Japanese side of Dragon Ball. But I think with these releases, we may have to somewhat start keeping up with Funimation. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, Good luck. And... Uh, <laughs> For anyone that wants to check out the site this weekend, we actually have a big thing that's going up that actually been working on for about two or three months, which turned out to be complete irony as of last weekend. But uh, good buddy Corey uh, helped me out, and we've scanned tons of stuff from the Dragon Box. Nice, very nice. So um, we'll have a shit ton of scans that are going to go up. So if anyone wants to check out the original Japanese Dragon Boxes, Definitely check it out. Wonderful. Mary, I turn it over to you. It's back up. The last update was uh, April 26th, saying check out the podcast. That's right. Uh, uh, 2008, probably. Uh, uh, 2008. Uh, 2008. <laughs> My last update at Temple of Trunks. That's T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Rocking the one year and three, four months since the last update. Excellent. I might have to update. I like to describe it as a relic of internet past. It is a relic. I mean, I want to leave it up as long as I can. It's just my teenage antics there for the whole world to see. I refuse to get rid of it. That's right. Hanging on. Well, there are so few sites from back then. Exactly. You gotta keep it That's up. That's right. I do want to redesign the site maybe someday. I, I think it's horrible. Ah. And you can redesign Dizentu. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. No. Someone. <laughs> you have far more pages for than I do. For the love of God. Someone take over my job. I can't do it anymore. All right. So for all of these fine people and for julian who is off in japan and couldn't join us because it is uh, thursday night our time friday morning his time he is off at work can't wait to hear what he has to say about it www.daizex.com we are also a relic of internet past but we keep up with news and sometimes i do content i got some cool 
stuff coming your way. Uh, we're very excited about the Dragon Box sets from Funimation. I look forward to hearing from Funimation themselves on this very show. Tell us a little bit more about it. We are done. We will see you next week on this show with a manga review of awesomeness. In the meantime, check out the site from Mary over there. For Heath and for Mark, I'm Mike, Vegito EX. I'm going to go to sleep with a smile on my face. Dyson Shoe EX. Blah, 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 blah. You can't